Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to DraftKings Network. Ortiz finds it off center field. Damon running to the plate, and he can keep on running to New York. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. I can't circle. I don't have my telestrator today, but here comes a pizza. See it? This is our fucking city. And nobody gonna dictate our city. Stay strong. Welcome back to the Name Redacted Podcast, America's most beloved podcast, the most downloaded Red Sox podcast in the world. And uh, you know what? You know what, Tyler? What? I think we got to do it. Fucking do it. I think we have to. I don't think we have a choice. Uh, How can we not? With what this, especially with your prediction, you were as negative as negative. I was very negative. I was extremely negative. What's the opposite of negative? I believe. It's positivity. Let's go. After winning a series against the Texas Rangers, the first place Texas Rangers, the Boston Red Sox take not one. They take two against Nathan Ovaldi and the gunslinging Rangers from Texas. They go out and score not one, not two. Hold on, one more time. Again, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, not eight, not even nine. Tyler, they scored ten runs in the series finale in a game that was started by Nathan Avaldi. That is World Series champion Nathan Avaldi. That is New York Yankee. One more time. New York Yankee conqueror in the wild card game. The Garrett Cole Beast Slayer. Nathan Avaldi. The Red Sox take the series from the Texas Rangers. Wow. It's been a while. It's been a while since I heard the positivity horn and felt it. I've definitely played it in the past. Didn't feel much. But tonight's a different story. Tonight's different, Tyler. Well, let's be real. We are, we're coming off a sweep. We didn't play the positivity horn no, on a podcast you? where we sweep the Blue Jays. Podcast. Don't start with me right now. 
I'm not, hey, I'm just trying to I'm trying to keep you honest. You and Jake, you're on thin ice with me. Why? Just the abuse. The abuse. I go onto this new threads app. I'm trying to make friends. I'm trying to make connections. And I'm bullied. Bullied, bullied, bullied. I don't bully you. I don't bully you. Back to the important stuff. I don't bully you. But you, this is a series, right? We're talking Rangers. Sure, you took care of business against the Blue Jays. Awesome. This game, this last game felt like, all right, the defensive errors are starting to come through. We have Kike who can't pick a baseball all of a sudden, popping out, making bad throws to home plate. It's all unraveling in front of you. Verdugo losing the ball in deep right field. It's like, oh, okay, this is classic 2023 Red Sox. You had a chance to win five out of six, get momentum going for you, coming up against the A's. What do they do? The offense does something that we haven't seen them do consistently in a long time. A big inning. Huge inning where it's not all line drives or anything like this. It's like all the bad Babbitt luck you've had for the last two and a half months poured through. You got Kike bloopers, Christian Arroyo, little, you know, Connor Wong, Connor Wong, little grasses going through center field. Justin Turner continuing to do it. Yoshida, Yoshida, Yoshida. tapping the ball to the moon. Like, Can't play it. That's the stuff. Like, it just felt like the Red Sox caught a break when they really needed one. When Cutter Crawford wasn't out there and doing what he needed to do. When you got two bullpen games coming up. This, if you're a Red Sox fan right now, I don't know how you're not smiling. Because this basically promises you, as long as you don't shit your pants against the A's, that you feel pretty good going into the All-Star break. Which is almost, I don't want to say impossible, but seemed very unlikely uh, prior to this series. It seemed like... There was a very limited chance that the Red Sox were going to be able to go into the all-star break feeling good about themselves. And let's not also get ahead of ourselves here. If they lose a series to the Oakland A's, that team fucking sucks. That team sucks ass. If they lose a series to the A's, it kind of all gets undone. Um, But we can't think like that. We're going to be thinking positive. And we got a loaded show for you today because not only... Do we have Tyler's haikus because the Red Sox won a series? We've got Tyler's haikus. We have Red Sox lottery is back again today. Uh, And when we do the stop and chop look ahead, we are joined by none other than the voice of the Oakland Athletics. That is none other than Dallas Braden, who also does a podcast by the name of Baseball is Dead. We're going to get the chance to talk to Dallas, who, let's face it, I don't know what he's doing out there. He's at my house. Um, I have cameras set up, so like I'm kind of keeping an eye on him but like god knows what he's doing while he's out there i have no clue uh has so anything that's, that's, weird happened yet um not i wouldn't say weird he definitely has drank all my beer uh he's he's he has consumed my blue moons uh he's eating my kit kats stuff like that typical dallas behavior yeah but listen i'm a good host I want them to eat my Kit Kats. I want them to drink my Blue Moons. That's what they're there for. They're there for 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 good people like Dallas Braden, who's going to come in here and and do the stop and shop look ahead later on when we talk about the green and gold coming to town. Can't relate because I've never been to your house. Well, I mean, I've invited you countless times. I've given you a key to my house, and you oh. actually told me to go fuck myself. You gave me a key. Where's the key? It's uh it's one of those things. I can text it to you. I can give you like a a key to my house via text. No, no, I want, the, I want the physical key like you'd give to a partner or something like that. Jake okay. has a physical key. Jake has a physical key. <laughs> so what the fuck is it? You can't give me a physical key? You don't trust me to water your plants? I don't have plants. Actually, no, I do have plants. They're on my island. They're dead. So you're just lying to me now. Jake <clears throat> doesn't even water the plants. I didn't ask him to. I think he would if I asked him to. 
I would water them better. How do you water plants better than Jake? Don't worry. I got my ways. Okay. I got more fluid to pour into those things than he could ever imagine. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Don't sh- Jake, what are you shaking your head actually, like that for? You know what, Jake? Jake, can we, can we revisit a conversation that we had with Tyler earlier tonight? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I would love to revisit this conversation. It, it, you know, this is a personal conversation. I don't know. If we no, it wasn't that personal. It wasn't personal. Okay, so Jake, Jake would never say this. I'll say it for Jake. Jake works harder than pretty much any person that I've ever met in my entire life. He's always working. Day and night, morning, afternoon, always working. So much so that he's probably slept like three hours in the last like two days. So Jake had to take a little nap. And uh, which, you know, he's always available. So we can't. If Jake's sleeping, it's like, hey, Jake's sleeping. We can't, we're not going to text him right now because he needs a little nap. So I said to Jake, Godspeed before his nap. And Tyler Milliken said, sleep tight. And then he follows that up by saying, is that a phrase? (laughs) I just made it one. Bar. Sleep tight. Tyler, you Do think pe- you invented sleep tight just well, today? I started saying it to myself and I can't remember anyone ever being like, oh, sleep tight. You know, who says that? Who says something? It's like, oh, sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs bite. But you, I kind of shortened it. No, no, you didn't. No one's ever said sleep tight before. Everyone says that. I, I don't think Jake, has anyone ever said that to you before? It's like one of the most common phrases I've ever heard. Ever. Ever. ever, Well, I'm trademarking it. It belongs to me now. I guarantee you that's impossible. All I'm saying is when I said it out loud to myself, and that's the ultimate Mm -hmm. test, it sounded fresh. It sounded new. I I crushed that phrase that I just invented. And that's why I sent the follow-up text messages. This wasn't one long text message. You could tell the thoughts were processing through my head as I sent each Mm -hmm. message. God bless. Did anyone ever say that before? I just invented it. Okay, I'll give that to you. I'm not going to take away your moment. All right, right, then that's fair. All right, I invented God bless. God bless, sleep tight. Mm -hmm. It's it's short for God bless you if someone sneezes. So it's different. Like no one just says God bless. What if we combine both of ours and make it a thing? Sleep bless? No. No, God tight? (laughs) Let's combine the phrases. We, if you put, if you oh. split them, they don't make sense together. Oh, God bless you, tight. <laughs> I hate you. I'm just trying to figure out what you're saying, dude. That's it. God bless, like you would say to someone going to sleep. Sleep tight. <laughs> <laughs> you're like when you were a kid. Your your mother would never walk there or in your room and kiss you on the forehead and say, "God bless you." And just leave no, she room. would say, "Jared, go to fucking sleep." She I was a demonic kid. Uh, I, I was a rough kid. I grew up in a very religious home, though. Did you? So there was an incident when I was young. Oh, God. Here we go. Me and my little sister. We, we were tough children. I felt bad for my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, my bedroom now, I used to sleep in a different room of the house. This was like a... It was just a spare room, basically. Uh, and in these very drawers right next to me, there was a lot of holy water. Like in bottles, in mm-hmm. case, you know, my mom ever had to, you know, do the house or whatever. Me and my sister thought it would be funny to drink all the holy water and start running around the house screaming. 
So we did that. And my parents thought we were, you know, we needed an exorcism. Um, your parents, your parents thought that you were possessed by the devil because you drank holy water. Yes. They genuinely believe that. Oh, legit. My mom was terrified for both of us. And she like sat us down and was like, don't tell anyone when you go to Sunday school this week, you did anything like this. I don't want anyone knowing you do stuff like this. And it, it was a real dark moment in our family history. Jesus. No pun intended. Uncalled for, but I'll let it slide. So you can, you can confirm, no pun intended, that uh, you were not possessed by the devil. No. I, I just felt an <clears throat> urge. I was thirsty. It gets hot in this room. Mm-hmm. And that was the only source of water I had. So there's no water in the fridge. That's a lot of thoughts to compute when you're like eight or nine years old. Yeah, no water it, in the sink. I, I just rem- no, I don't drink sink water. Um, mm-hmm. you, it gets bad for you. I was watching Zach and Cody. I needed something to go with my popcorn, and that's what I did. Okay, that's bad for you. Says the guy that. Uh, never mind. No, continue. <laughs> bad for me uh, well you know what i'm sure you won't say anything else that's very mean about my weight later in this podcast you would never would do admit, something like that oh no, tyler when 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 we tyler. record the stop and shop look ahead there's no way <laughs> yeah. there's no way you would do that i'd never do that no do you have any holy water in the house right now i don't i drink it all <laughs> all those years ago what does it taste like Water. It legit just tastes, it just like, tastes like water. That's it. Okay. Uh, I, during my senior prom, after prom, was hypnotized, but I really wasn't. You faked it? Yeah, I faked it. Now, was this the kind of thing where like you grew up with other kids who faked it and it was like, you know, you fake it so you feel part of it? Or did you just fake it to like make your parents happy? I mean, my parents were, it was a, my senior prom after prom. It was like they, all the kids from my grade were at this event and they brought up like eight people on the stage. Oh, I thought this and, was a church. Uh, prom? I don't know. Church prom, Sunday school, you know, the whole thing. Some people go all the Tyler, way. Tyler, what fucking church has prom, dude? Clearly what? you are not a, you are not as religious as I am because, you know, prom, <laughs> church prom is a big deal where I'm from. Church prom. Church prom. <clears throat> Jake, have you ever heard of church prom? Please say yes. Doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. <laughs> Jake, you'd even say no. Like, oh, maybe not he does real, exist dude. where he's from. The South Shore is a different place. No, it's not, dude. You act like you live in Kentucky. I'm from the Brock, the 508. We do I'm things a little different to, I'm starting here. to worry about you a little bit. I just got a text message from Dallas Braden in my living room that said, church prom? What the fuck? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. So is that a no or is he looking back that's, on that time? That's like, like a, I think collectively, I think we're all concerned about you for you. It was one of the greatest nights of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking it back. Uh, I've started walking down this road. I'm going to own it. Yeah, I mean, shit, you know, if it's uh, if it's a good memory, that's all that matters. Hold it near and dear to your heart and and, and keep it there. Because uh, 
apparently not no one else gets to experience church prom so if you if you got to experience it then good for you i'm happy for you i'm happy that you got to do that i had a lot of big moments at my church i played god in the christmas play i dropped baby jesus during the play (laughs) why did you do that on purpose no why who does something like that on purpose the kids that drink holy holy water for fun that was before that incident but uh, it was you know christmas eve you do the play at like midnight and all the families are there and they're like oh this is so cute and then Uh uh, they handed me the baby and i don't know where where i was at it just it fell through my hands so you have fumble fingers back then i did do you think that any of the other misfortunes in your life are because you dropped baby jesus and drank holy water Sometimes when I watch Kike Hernandez play, I think that is uh, where it started. There's a correlation there? A little bit. Did you, what did you do at church prom? Did you win uh, Christ King? I piped. <laughs> you piped? I don't know. If I, uh, do we need to cut this out? I'm sorry. No, I did not pipe. I prayed. <laughs> Why do people listen to this podcast? <laughs> Jake, cut that. I prayed. <laughs> That's what I did. I prayed. <laughs> okay. Good. That's good. Socks. Socks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um. <laughs> DraftKings. <laughs> <laughs> Baseball fans, you could be winning every inning with, <clears throat> with the hottest offers in the game. DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered from the top of the first to the bottom of the ninth all season long. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can take a shot at bigger payouts with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, log in, and place your parlay by combining three or more bets from the same game. Every additional leg gets you an extra boost up to 100%. Step up to the plate now with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app, sign up with the promo code Jared, J-A-R-E-D. New customers can bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code Jared. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance. Opt-in and 10-plus leg requirement for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Um, Okay. Church prom. Uh, I'm going to be at the the church of baseball tomorrow when I go to Fenway Park. Uh, Jay Hay is going to be there. Dallas is going to be there. Uh, I don't know if I'm staying for the game, but I'll definitely be there uh, pregame. Um, yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to see Jay Hay. I can't remember the last time. It might have been his wedding. I don't know. I feel like, yeah, it's been a while. It's 
been a long time. So I'm excited to see Jay Hay. Excited to see some Red Sox baseball. And then Saturday, I'm I'm wheels up. I'm going to Seattle All Star game. Um, but before any of that happens, let's break down this Texas Rangers series where I had the Red Sox getting swept. They did not get swept. They won the series. Um, I think that you will come to find that the Clark's Ketchup Series MVP. I don't. I'm not going to say it's a runaway, but I think I know who's going to win. I think I've got someone in mind that I think is going to win. I feel like I know, but it's a weirder answer. I don't feel like it's the obvious answer. I will say that when I texted the panel, uh, I don't think that we're going to get a vote from uh, our manager. I, I, he was the only one that didn't text back. Um, but the panel voted for. I mean, it's not unanimous. It's not unanimous. And there were at least three different names. So. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see once we get to that that point of the show. Uh, what stood out to you from this series, Tyler? Uh, if we want to start with the first game, I, I didn't yeah. like how the bullpen was managed. Uh, I didn't at all. Oh. So you start with Brendan Bernardino. I was like, oh, awesome. He goes out. He retires the first I four batters. I forgot that, that was the first game of this year. That feels like forever ago. Fourth of July. Yeah, it's wild. But like you go back and because you win the last two games, you think only the positives. Then they brought in Caleb Ort with one out in the second. I'm sorry. That was a scheduled loss. That was a scheduled loss. You, you have better game. options than that. You, you do not have to bring Caleb Orr into that spot when you have Chris Murphy, who ended up being really good again. Three and two thirds, just one earned run. Uh, what? 198 ERA in the big league so far. Why do I need to see friggin Caleb Orr out there? Mitch Garver taking him to the moon. Uh, you you know, the ERA is 626 at this point. 12.3% barrel percentage. Can I what are we doing? Numbers? Go ahead. Um. So this, since Matt Strom tweeted me that no Major League Baseball player sucks at baseball, end of story. This was on May 22nd, 2023. No Major League Baseball player sucks at baseball, end of story. Since that tweet, Caleb Ort, nine appearances, 10 and two thirds, six earned runs, 11 hits, three walks, three home runs. A 506 ERA, a 555 FIP, and an 830 opponent's OPS. Matt Strom, 19 and a third innings, 12 earned runs, 19 hits, three walks, six home runs, 559 ERA, 593 FIP, and an 889 opponent's OPS. Now, I'm not saying that they suck. One of them them sucks. Well, Strom's numbers are actually worse than Caleb Ward's. I'm not saying that they suck. I am, however, saying um, that they haven't pitched well since since that proclamation. That's all. The way I'll frame it is Matt Strom had a great start to the year. Caleb Ort's never pitched well in his life. He and you know, congrats, that's true. There was Caleb Ort propaganda props to him for the charity and stuff he's doing. No disrespect yeah. to him personally. Um, I'm done seeing him pitch on this team. Unfortunately, I think we saw the end of Justin Garza tonight. I think Thank them God. throwing him out there in the ninth inning and hoping he would be able to get through it. Wasn't able to. They have to bring out Chris Martin. When I was watching the game with Dallas, I literally said, I was like, this dude's about to give up a bomb. It was either. <laughs> I think it was the next pitch. I think he was on the fucking pitch. I was like, yeah, I was like, this dude is going to give up a bomb right here. And, and Seager, I thought he was going to pull it, but Seager goes the other way and hits one over the monster. Yeah. And like, let's be real. He, he's been bad for some time at this point. I think I have it right here. Uh, yeah, going into tonight, he had allowed an earned run in five of his last seven outings. So what is that now? Six to eight. That's Justin Garza for you. I'm good. Don't need it anymore. But yeah, that first game overall, 
that was really it. The offense didn't show up, so there wasn't much you could really bitch about it. I just, I would prefer to have as little Caleb or as I can. Don't need it, especially in a bullpen game when you have rested arms already. Let Brennan Bernardino cook a little bit. He's been so good since he came back up. And he's been good overall this year. That's one of the better finds for them this season. I understand the matchups. I understand all that. I need a little bit more feel in game in those moments. Yeah. What are the chances that uh, when, how soon are we approaching the end of the Caleb Ort era in Boston? <sighs> it's a it's a good question. They got to get healthier. But once Where Sean Schreiber comes back, like so the Schreiber late- just do a live AB with story. Yeah, they threw there. He's going to start a rehab assignment this weekend. The hope is after the all star break right around then he's coming back and rejoining you. Does that push out or or no? That should. That should be because Winkowski obviously isn't going anywhere. Had a huge outing tonight, as we saw. Looked like the mm-hmm. Josh Winkowski we all love. At that point, you you know, you got Joe coming him. back. You got uh, Richard Blyer, who's now two rehab uh, appearances in. He's coming back. Some of these guys are going to have to go, and Bernardino ain't going anywhere. No. Chris Murphy. You need Chris Murphy. Not going anywhere. Um, I hear footsteps. Dallas is going to come and hurt you. Yeah, there he is. Dallas. Dallas. Heard him. Maybe. Maybe church proms like a, a homeschool thing. I don't know. <laughs> no. if that's a, and, and there's nothing wrong with being with being homeschooled, but maybe yeah. that's where church prom comes from. I dated a girl that was homeschooled. Yeah. There's hot. again nothing, nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying maybe that's why I never heard of it. Do I look homeschooled? Do I look homeschooled? He said. Yeah. <laughs> Stop thinking. Maybe you could have benefited from it. I don't know if there's if there's a look that's attached to that or not. I, I I don't know. You look like you went to school maybe in somebody's home. I don't know if that was on purpose or not. I don't. <laughs> and you look like that school could very well have been attached to the back of a vehicle that driven you know that was driven down the road. Mm-hmm. Some may call it a trailer. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's, there's nothing, nothing wrong, wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I'm, I'm taking myself. offense to all of this. This isn't right. Don't judge me for going to church prom because you guys didn't have those kind of experiences in life. You didn't get to lay pipe on church prom night like Tyler Milliken did. Okay, so spare me on all that bullshit, please. When you lay pipe like me, we can have a real conversation. I don't want to think about that. (laughs) Me laying pipe or Dallas laying pipe? That's where I'm out. I I got respect. Thank you. Thank thank you, Dallas. You get home safe. All right, pal. I will. Hey, I'll see you tomorrow. Hey, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Ballpark. Yeah, I'll see you at the ballpark for uh, A's Red Sox. Right. All right. Game one. Game one. <laughs> is he actually leaving or is he staying with you? I'm confused. No, he's leaving. Oh, I thought he was actually staying with you. No, he's uh, he's going to the hotel. Um, I, I always think of the Johnny Damon story, and I just assume everyone who flies out that you pick up at the airport is staying with you. Pretty much. I mean, Johnny Gomes didn't sleep over. Oh, I, was he not the one? Or did he ask if... There was no Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Damon slept over Johnny Gomes. Johnny Gomes came over. Johnny Damon slept over my old apartment. Johnny Gomes came to this house and then Dallas Braden came to this house. Maybe he doesn't love you enough to sleep over. He's bougie. He needs he needs his five star hotels and his his bed and breakfast and all that stuff. He could have stayed here. I get a guest bed. Got Kit Kats. Got Kit Kats. Yeah, got a nine. Leave that. Listen, hey, turn that frown. Don't pout. I'm not. Figure it out.
I'm not even hungry. I don't even want buffalo tenders. <laughs> you don't? No. Oh, okay. Um. All right. Uh. Yeah. Caleb Ort, not good at baseball. That that we can go back to that. Uh. Red Sox lose that game six to two. Scheduled loss. It was a scheduled loss. I had no emotional attachment to that baseball game whatsoever. Um. Then, in the middle game, you had uh. This was the John Gray start. Bayo day. Bayo day and he just takes another step forward and would you consider so i have this argument with a friend of mine i said that brian Bayo took a step forward in this game after going seven innings eight hits two runs two earned no walks three strikeouts gave up a homer uh, and got the win i said he took a step forward my friend said that's not a step forward because he just went seven innings again. Like he's just doing the same thing that he just did. I was like, do you understand how fucking good the Texas Rangers offense is? So like seven innings against Texas is not the same as seven innings against some slapdick offense. Like him going in and, and the fact that he's going seven innings like consistently in these starts. That's a step forward. Just because he did the same thing innings wise doesn't mean he's not taking a step forward. The difficulty was arguably higher than at any lineup that he's probably faced this year. Like, what's the most difficult line? Like, he, did he pitch in Atlanta? Yeah, he did, right? Yeah, he yeah. did. And he pitched well. That was, at that point, his best start of the season. Yeah, so he's faced the two best lineups in baseball, right? Like, who, who's a better lineup than fucking Texas and Atlanta? Those are one and two right there. And, okay. and I, I'd say with Bayo, what stuck out to me and kind of goes to your point he was in trouble early. He was getting hit hard. That four-seamer, man, they were on it from the start, and he had to make the adjustment, and what does he do? He just leans on the sinker. And for Cora to make that statement, the first thing out of his mouth in that post-game press conference was, man, he did not have his best stuff tonight, but what did he do? We gave him the information. He made the adjustment, and guess what happens? He goes seven innings. He strikes out three, right? Two earned runs. Uh, Garcia goes deep on him. What sticks out to me in I've been sitting here and a lot of people have been kind of giving it to me, you know, on the haiku I wrote. I did uh, Bayo or Pedro, right? And people are like, stop with the Pedro Martinez comp. We've said a million times on this podcast. No one is saying he's Pedro Martinez. It, it was rhyming. You know, people make the joke. Kenley Jansen said it during the broadcast. He called him Pedro Jr. You know who Brian Bayo is? Who's Brian Bayo? He and it's a little complicated. Marcus Stroman and how good he is today. But we remember when Marcus Stroman came up, he was good, like really good. Not an ace, but, you know, that number two, number three. I think Brian Bayo is Marcus Stroman with better stuff. Okay, I think, you know, obviously a little bit different, but the smaller body frame, a lot of energy on the mound. They're never going to strike out a ton of guys. That's not who Brian Bayo is. He's going to get soft contact and grounders regularly. That's who Brian Bayo is becoming. And it's never been about striking out 10 or 12. It's about working deep into games. And that's the connection I'm kind of looking at here. And I'm saying, this is the path Brian Bayo is going down. I just think he has better overall stuff where, yeah, when that four seams going or the four seamers going, he can beat guys and he can strike out more. But that's not the only way he has to pitch. He can fall in and get those grounders. I think that's the kind of pitcher we're looking at here. And that's why you shouldn't obsess over the K per nine, which is at seven for the year right now. It's okay. He's more of that old school pitcher type. There's not a ton of them, but they still are in the game today and they can have success. Stroman this year is an example of that. That's why you need a good defense behind them so that they're not constantly getting screwed. David Hamilton making the mistakes he was making. But that, I think, is the best Brian Bayo comp if you're looking for one in baseball today. 
Okay. That's fair. I like it. I like it because you're not talking about overwhelming uh, strikeouts, but you are talking about going deep into starts. You are talking about uh, shutting down good lineups and keeping hitters off balance and being able to mix your pitches. Um, but that is one thing that he does really well. But the difference, you know, Marcus Stroman, the velocity's always been a little below average, not above average. Bayo, he's going to pump you 96, 97 sometimes, and you're going to have to eat it. I think that's where you look and say, all right, Bayo may be able to hit, you know, maybe the level Stroman's been at this year, but maybe may be able to find that prime, that top of the rotation stuff a lot earlier in his career and for a longer stretch. Um, let's see. <clears throat> that game was four to two. Kenley with the save. Uh, I can't remember like what was like notable in this one. Jaron Duran off rip. Oh yes, first so game Duran, two with the triple. Duran was seven for seven from Tuesday into Wednesday. He went double, 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 single, triple, double. Yeah, I had to close my eyes to make sure I got that one right. Uh, yeah, he he was at one point four for four with four doubles. Then he singled. Uh, so he was five for five on Tuesday. Then he opened up. Wednesday with a triple and then another double. And then he did not play on Thursday, which a lot of lot of people on Red Sox Twitter not not Red Sox threads not not super excited about that. Um Cora is, was asked about it. What do you what were you gonna say? I would say this is the year between Duran and Casas I've ever seen the most anger surrounding everyday lineups. But I think Cora gave his explanation for Casas. You saw the one for Durant today. Do you have uh, the direct quote in front of you? Uh, no, I thought you had it lined up. Let me see. Mm-mm. I think uh, Katio was the one who had tweeted it out. He was. Let's see. There was another very interesting quote we're going to have to talk about as well that came out after the game. I don't know if you saw that one either. Mm, in regards to? Kike Hernandez. I mean, he looked sad as fuck in the post game. Yeah, it, it plays off that. But uh, here's the Duran quote. We got some good players and we have to move them around. I know he's swinging the bat well, but Casas is swinging the bat well. We've got to get Duvall going too, which is important. We can use him off the bench. Which when the guy's been, you know, one of the hottest hitters in baseball, but, you know, him and Justin Turner have been the hottest hitters on your team. We're talking Duran over the last seven games. 550 batting average with a 1050 uh, slugging percentage. So, you know, you level all that way out. 550 OBP over that stretch. Doubles machine. He's stealing bags. He's looking more comfortable than ever out there. It's hard to go and say, all right, that guy's sitting on the bench, but that's the problem they're in. And it's not easy for Alex Cora. I understand that. But where I am is like, when you're already selling this year and you know this isn't a World Series team, it's a really hard pill for fans to swallow that the young guys who are going to be a part of this team and need that development time aren't playing as much. So where Mm -hmm. you end up sitting Duran. Going into tonight, Casas had sat in four of his last seven. Going into the game. Yeah. And it's like, do you, do you think that there's something there beyond what we're being told? Yeah, I, I think it's we're trying to showcase. We're trying to showcase Adam Duvall here uh, and kind of figure out a lot of this lineup construction. And, and it's not super easy on a regular basis. Um, and I, I think that really plays into a lot of the center field stuff. And Duvall props to him had a nice double tonight. But that's the only way I think they're hoping to get value for him. I think there's such a little chance of Adam Duvall being on this team. And I think 
he could be traded before the deadline. It might be a week from now. It could be 10 days from now. But I think the minute he gets hot, the Red Sox are flipping him as fast as they can. Yeah. And does that bother you? Because I'm not bothered by it. And I'll tell you why. The example is the 2015 Boston Red Sox. That team was a last place team. But I think what a lot of fans forget is that after the trade deadline, they kind of pushed out some of the guys that weren't future pieces. And uh, you got to see the young kids play. And when those young kids started to play, the Red Sox started winning baseball games like they. Yes, they were in last place. And like, yeah, it was a very sour season. Um, But they started playing good ball after the trade deadline and they started getting some of those pieces out of the way. I'm all for for now, whatever, like to to your point, the Red Sox aren't winning the World Series this year. Fine. You know, no one wants to hear it, but you have to face it at some point. They're not going to win the World Series this year. Um, but what you can look at is, yeah, you don't want Duvall starting over Duran, but don't you want Duvall to play a little bit better so that you can trade him and get a nice piece for him? And then that clears the way for Duran. Like he'll, he's going to play in the second half. Like that's, that's his spot. Then it's going to be his spot. And I, but with Casas, it does seem a little bit stranger. Yeah, right. Be- like it doesn't seem like, hey, we need to play Duvall so that uh he can get traded and then like then we'll we'll have Duran in there, but Duran's the guy. With Casas, it doesn't feel like that's what's going on. No, it feels more like it's uh some of the punishment for the defensive mistakes that were going on, and a little bit more like, hey, these were our feelings when we said we were gonna give more time to Turner at first. This is how it's going, but I think you see the Red Sox even realize. This isn't going to work for anybody because Casas, you're taking guy who was your best hitter in June, who legit had, you know, close to a 900 OPS and he's not playing every day. That's not good for anyone. Well, now they're saying, well, maybe we're going to try to play Justin Turner at second base some days, which is like 38 year old Justin Turner at second base. Please do not fucking do that. I'm begging the Boston Red Sox not to do that. And I saw people asking for it. He's been so important to this lineup. He's getting better as the year goes along like he does every other season. I think I have the numbers right here of how good um, Justin Turner has been over this stretch because every single day he's showing up and just continuing to add on the offensive side. Here we go. Since uh, or on the season. Here we go. Um, No, these stats are definitely not correct. But uh, you look at just overall, right? Comparing J.D. Martinez, we have these conversations. Justin Turner. Everyone's slobbering all over J.D. Martinez's knob. Justin Turner has been just as as good of a hitter this year. It's a 122 weighted runs created plus to 121. He's been 1% better, J.D. Martinez. Justin Turner's war, 1.3. J.D. Martinez, 0.9. Justin Turner's been everything you could ask for. And you go back to June 1st. It's 314, 359, 554, 912. What more could you want from the he's, guy? He's 30. He can play multiple defensive positions. He has filled the role perfectly. He's been the leader you needed. That's all you can ask for out of Justin Turner. Putting him at second base, if you take him out of this lineup, good fucking luck. What if he pulls a hamstring or something out there? Justin Turner hasn't been the healthiest guy in his career. He missed time last year. You can't afford that risk. That seems crazy. Especially if you were saying, what if the right team calls about Justin Turner? There's a package where you have to say, all right, we're, we're going to flip them. We're going to send Justin Turner out of here. I'm not saying it's, you know, 100% or you definitely do it. Depends on where the team's at. But he is someone teams will call on. 
you risk losing him. This lineup's not going to be able to hold up. You're taking away a main protection piece, and he's the root to their whole offensive approach in the first place. All right, we got to take a break and talk about Zinn Nicotine Pouches. We're always talking about what a team needs to get to number one, but Zinn Nicotine Pouches are already there. Zinn has helped millions of people achieve a lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. If you're a smoker or you're a dipper looking to make a change, look no further than Zinn. Zinn is made with six simple ingredients and is available in a wide range of varieties, including spearmint, citrus, and even coffee. And it's available in two strengths so you can control your nicotine satisfaction. Because it's discreet, you can enjoy it anywhere, anytime, so you never have to miss a moment of the game. Plus, Every can of Zinn earns you points towards premium items like tailgating gear, top-of-the-line tech, Zinn swag, even gift cards. Find your Zinn at your local convenience store or online at Zinn.com. That's Zinn, Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Yeah, I think he's been their most consistent guy, too. I mean, you talk about the overall production. That's why it's called an average, because you take the highs with the lows. But with Justin Turner, this guy has been steady Eddie the whole time. Like you, you look at the lineup; he's in there every day. Uh, you look at the box score; get you a couple knocks, driving a few runs. I mean, that's why I'm surprised he hasn't won more Clark's Ketchup Series MVPs. Because in a lot of the series that the Red Sox have won, you look at the box scores. There's Justin Turner driving in runs, getting hits. He's on base. The series in in Toronto, creating havoc on the base pass, making. Guys throw the ball, even even the stuff that doesn't show up in the box score that play in Toronto. Uh, he's been everything that the Red Sox have needed him to be and more. And we don't even know a vast majority of what goes on behind the scenes with what he's been able to contribute. But from all accounts, they love the guy and, and he's as advertised. None of this should be a surprise to you. No, and he's RBI hit in every frigging game this series. Every single game. You know if you need a professional at bat, you need someone to put the ball in play, he's going to do it. And he allows you. And I still like this move in the first place. It's gone too far now, but the breathers you could give to Casas against tough lefties. The breathers you could give to Devers. That was key. That's what Alex Cora bitched about with J.D. Martinez for years when he wasn't able to take the field. You got that. But... I think this whole situation with Casas here, yeah, it's gone a little too far in one direction. And now they're trying to figure out how to make it work because when you're inconsistent offensively and then they're also struggling defensively, they're like, it has to give one way or the other. It's just Casas needs to be in that lineup every day. There's less of an obstacle to get him in that lineup every day. And now you've had some things that also complicated it with Yoshida. You know, you also want him in the lineup certain days, right? And if you want Duran and Duvall in the lineup together, that's where Casas can get pushed out a little bit where it's like, oh, well, we're going to stick Turner at first base so we can fill these spots. It's just there's too many people for not enough seats right now. And they need to kind of fix this little log jam. And the log jam is only getting worse the next couple of days. There is a development. Oh. Do we have a DFA? Nope. Alex Cora has submitted his vote for Clark's Ketchup Series MVP. Uh, Surprising Eastern standard time. It is someone that uh, we now have four different players that have been voted for in the series. Interesting. I feel like there's going to be a Brian Bayo vote in there somewhere. We'll see. Let's get there. We'll see. And we'll see. Yeah. But I, I think that's the conversation that there's just a lot of kind of log jam and trying to make the best lineup. And that's where you get stuck in this process of trying to win now and trying to develop guys. Do not lose focus of the main objective this year. 
Casas has taken those steps and shown the development, just like Jaron Duran has. And we saw with Casas, they kind of went away with it when Cora made those initial comments because he was hitting. Once Duran started hitting, then he was in the lineup every day again. And they're kind of saying, well, he needs to be out there. It's just, it feels like when you lean one way, oh, you want to give Duran a little playing time? Casas loses out. When you want to give Casas a little more playing time, that's when Duran was losing out. Yeah. It's just hard. It's really hard to balance. And I don't envy, or, you know, I don't want to crap on Alice Cora and make it harder. But that needs to be the primary objective here. You cannot lose sight of that. We did lose sight of something on the show. What? I, we still have to talk about the last game here, tonight's game. But <clears throat> oh crap! <laughs> but I pulled up that. Oh, I got it. Okay. <clears throat> Bayo or Pedro. Old man just can't stop hitting. 4-2. We winning. Wow. Hung 10 on Texas. Kike's blooper sparked it all. All because Wink stood tall. Wow. Haikus okay. by Tyler Milligan. Wow. Not bad. Not bad. You're getting better. I was really hurt after the Duran one at the end of the Toronto series, which I deserve the criticism that came with that. That was a you bad did. day for me. But um, I've tried to step it up and, you know, the rhyming is almost in every single one. I can't always get all three of them to rhyme, sure. but the last two are key. I actually saw someone say that you're not supposed to rhyme in haikus. I, I feel like that's that's made up. You can't. You can't limit creativity like that. You need the bars. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you guys are the ones who inspire me. Of course. Tonight's game. A lot of shout outs happening. A lot of shout outs happening in this game. Red Sox were. Uh, it wasn't looking so good. It wasn't looking so good. It was six to three after five. Red Sox chip away. It's like, all right, out of out of run in the bottom of the sixth. And then the bottom of the seventh happened. And I feel like it, you know, April was great offensively. But it hasn't been April for a long time. The offense has uh at at, at I don't want to say constantly, but it, if there have been a lot of points where the offense has been maddening, to say the least. Um, Rafi had that double where he just flicked it off the wall. No idea how that hit the wall, but it did. Uh, Duvall sack fly made it three one. Um, fast forward a little bit, and it's five three Texas. Rob Ref Snyder chipping away a little RBI knock for him, and then in the bottom of the seventh, you had that bleeder. That broken bat found some grass. Kike Hernandez. Kike did the damn thing. Uh, was that Duvall was the second run? Yes. Yeah. Devers he, scored and then Duvall was right up his ass. Great read by Duvall. Fantastic. I, I was getting a little nervous. Uh, who was it uh, all the way back in the day? Was it Xander sliding in right behind Dustin Pedroia? Pedroia. Yeah. That, and that's what kind of popped into my mind as it was happening. But it looked like they were like legit trying to slow Duvall down. Like as he was going there around, they're like, please, like you have a great, you know, jump on the ball and everything. 
please do not pass Devers going home. Mm. Um, so that made it six to five. Christian Arroyo comes up, knock seven, five. Connor Wong comes up, knock eight to five. Justin Turner comes up, knock nine to five. Masataki Yoshida comes up, knock 10 to five. And it ends up being 10 to six because the Seager home run off of Garza. But uh, it was a steady line. It was a steady line of offense in that uh, seventh inning, a six run seventh. But I think despite the the offense doing what the offense did, I think one of the biggest shout outs has to go to Josh Winkowski. He deserves a lot of love. We, I, I know you tried to call him that name last episode. What did I say? It was an awful. I don't even want to repeat it. You call him Josh Winkowski? I did not call him that. We are not starting that rumor. Yes, you did. I did. You, you did. Josh Winkowski. No, I didn't. I, I said, listen, my boy Wink, as a as the oh, founder oh, of the Josh Winkowski fan club. Who else is in there? Just me. Um, oh. <laughs> I, I was not willing to give up on my guy. I think we saw the guy. We saw a lot of the earlier parts this year. And I don't know if it was a breather or what. You know, I thought we saw a little bit, a little bit of it starting to get figured out in Toronto where he missed bats again. The stuff was playing up. Obviously, he got left in to throw 56 friggin' pitches, which never should have been the you know case in the first place. But tonight, that's exactly what you're looking for. I mean, it goes to show you can get that shutdown inning when you have guys on second and third that Brandon Walter, he pitched the clean seventh or the clean sixth, then, you know, kind of ran into trouble in the seventh. That sparked everyone. And I think Tim Wakefield said it at that moment. He was like, when this team comes back, watch, this will be the moment everyone's talking about. That's what it was for Josh Winkowski. It was a big inning. It was a big inning for Josh Winkowski. Uh, They needed it from him. He had been pitching like absolute dog shit for a while now. We went back and looked at the numbers the last episode. It wasn't just a bad stretch. It was a bad half a fucking season. Well, not half a season. It was half of a half a season, which is known as a quarter. Um, So Josh Winkowski, shout out to him for getting the job done. Um, All right, let's fucking keep it moving here because we got other shit we got to get to too, Tyler. It's fucking one o'clock in the morning. I I got one thing I do want to bitch about. What is that? The people crying about David Hamilton's defense. I don't know what the fuck you people expect. Seriously. Did, did you guys think he was going to come up here and be like a gold glove shortstop? He can't play shortstop at AAA. Did you think it was going to happen in the big leagues? He's already negative two outs above average, and he's going back to AAA. It's no indictment on the player. He's speed. That's it. A utility player. He can fake it at shortstop for a game. He is not a big league shortstop for any you know stretch of time. Defensively, he was horrible the first two games of this series. He really hasn't been good since he came up. But he was one of the reasons Bayo had to work extra hard. He, it's just the flaw of the player. Don't sit there. People, oh, this is the guy everyone hyped up that Heim dealt for. No one's been hyping up David Hamilton like that. Can we grow up? Can we act like adults around here? The dude wasn't even the main part of that deal. It was Alex Benellis. He is what he is. Let's not pretend it's he's true. anything more. It's true. And they wouldn't be leaning on him if they didn't have six shortstops die this year. Also true. Yu Chang coming to save the season. I can't wait. It's going to be great. All right, let's fucking, let's do that catch up.
The Clark's Ketchup Series MVP brought to you by Clark's Ketchup. Drizzle that ketchup. It's going to be a big one. A lot of votes coming in all over the damn place. Jake, are you asleep? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right, let's talk some numbers real quick for this series. Uh... Leading the charge because you've had seven players playing all three games. So I'm going to stick to just the three players that played in all three games. Leading the way in batting average, Connor Wong, 667, followed by Justin Turner, hit four, 500, excuse me, 500 in this series. Masataka Yoshida hit 462. On base percentage, Connor Wong, 727. Followed by Justin Turner, 538, and Christian Royal, 500 on base percentage. Slugging percentage, Connor Wong, 889 to lead the way. Followed by Masataki Yoshida, 538, Justin Turner, 500. Okay, so we obviously know that Connor Wong's 1616 OPS uh, leads the Red Sox for this series. Uh, Next up. For some counting stats, how about hits? Justin Turner, Connor Wong, Masataki Yoshida, all with six hits. Um, doubles, Connor Wong, two. Uh, Duval, Devers, Duran, Hamilton, and Yoshida all had one. Uh, the Red Sox did not hit a home run in the series. Very interesting. No home runs in the series for the Red Sox. Run scored, Yoshida 3, Turner 2, Kike 2, Arroyo 2, Verdugo 2, Duran 2. Um, total bases. Connor Wong, 8. Followed by Yoshida 7, Turner 6, Duran 6. Um, okay. I think it's time to get the fucking voting panel. Clark's Ketchup Series MVP voting coming to you live. First vote. Tom Karen says Connor Wong. Kevin Euclid says Justin Turner. Mm. Dave O'Brien says Connor Wong. Jemai Webster says Justin Turner continues to produce and he remains consistent, so I can't deny him entry into gaining my first series MVP pick. It's Justin Turner. Loomer. Loomer Loney. The guy catches every fucking game. Six hits in three games. Connor fucking Wong. But he did say I could go Turner every series, I think. The dude catches every single game. Okay. But it's a, it's a vote for Wong. 
Then, Will Fleming. Brian Bayo. Next up, our manager, Alex Cora. Josh Winkowski. Wow. Said, said that inning won the series for us. Nothing from Middlebrooks. No vote submitted from Will. And uh, it is far too late to call Coley Mick. It is 12.58 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So now the panel turns over to us. Jake, what is the, uh, what's the tally right now? We got one, two for Justin Turner. Two for Connor Wong. One for Bayo. And one for Wink. I think so I should go first. It's two to two between Turner and Wong? Yep. Wow, I thought for sure that we had more Wongs. Oh, wait, no, that's on me. Three for Wong. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Because OB, Lou, and TC went Wong? Yep. Okay, so three for Wong, two for Turner, one for Wink, one for Bayo. Okay. Tyler, you, you said you want to go first, please. Just because I think it's important in how you're going to vote and Jake's going to vote. I'm going Brian Bayo. Uh, Brian Bayo! I'm, just because, listen, what he did in this series, Cora said they needed length more than anything. They had a bullpen game the day before. Bayo wow. gives you seven innings. He sets the tone for that entire game. You know, the offense didn't have to do a ton to win it. Only gave up two runs. What happens in the game in the last game of the series? Cutter only goes four innings. The bullpen ends up needing to help win it for you. Bayo allowed that bullpen to be rested enough for that series win that you could go lean on Josh Winkowski. Bayo set the tone for the series when he made that start. It flipped. I'm giving it to him. Wow. Two for Turner. Two for Bayo. Three for Wong. One for Winkowski. Wow. Jake, what do you got? I got threads, bro. Threads? Red Sox 2-0 since threads drop. I'm, I'm going threads here. <laughs> wow. That's Let's a go. great pick. That's a great pick. Threads. Threads gets a vote. So the only thing I can do is pick Turner to make it a tie. And then what happens? Or Bayo. Or Bayo would make it a tie with Wong. We're going to have to call Steve. Yeah. Wow. Well, here's the deal. We're not going to have to call anyone. Whoa. Because the Clark's Ketchup Series MVP is none other than Connor fucking Wong. Thank you, Congratulations to Connor Wong on what I have to assume is his first ever Clark's Ketchup Series MVP. He earned it. 
had a hell of a series. I mean, every single statistical category, you're talking about Connor Wong. So congratulations to the Boston backstop. Cox Ketchup Series MVP. Wow. Um, well, Jake, you want to tell us a little bit about Blue Moon? Beer is a tried and true baseball tradition, but Blue Moon is the only beer brewed by baseball. Blue Moon was born in a ballpark. First brewed at Coors Field in Denver, Colorado. Make it your one-of-a-kind baseball tradition, whether you're at the park or watching from home. I'm going to make this one pretty quick because I'm absolutely gassed, but yeah, Tyler's an absolute fucking idiot. With its refreshing flavor with Valencia orange peel for a subtle sweetness and hints of coriander, Blue Moon Belgian-style wheat ale is a -a one-of-a-kind beer that's made brighter. It's carefully crafted and full-flavored with refreshing notes and a smooth, creamy finish. Blue Moon was brewed by baseball to give you a dose of nostalgia and get you excited for the new season. Why strike out with the same old beer when you can get something one-of-a-kind? It's bold flavor, bright color, an iconic orange slice ritual guarantee a one-of-a-kind beer experience perfect for spring weather. Best served with its signature orange garnish to showcase its beautiful bright color. A beer this good only comes around once in a blue moon, but you can enjoy it all season long. Keep baseball traditions alive with Blue Moon Belgian-style wheat ale. It's a one-of-a-kind every time. Check out shop.bluemoonbrewingcompany.com for baseball merch and visit get.bluemoonbeer.com jared to find Blue Moon delivery options. That's get.bluemoonbeer.com jared. Blue Moon. Made brighter. Celebrate responsibly Blue Moon Brewing Company Golden Colorado Ale. Thank you, Jake. Appreciate you, as always. Did a great job. Um, but it is that time. As promised. Are you excited right now, Tyler? What are we about to do? It's time for the Red Sox lottery. Woo! All right. Just after 1 a.m. here on the East Coast. And it's Red Sox lottery time. So how do you want to do this? Do you want to, I think what we should do or what we could do is roll the dice three times and whatever it lands on that third time, that's the number. How do you feel about that? So we'll take the number from each die and put it together. No, just like I'm going to, it's, it's, I click on generate and it gives you a number that you hit generate again, then it gives you a number. And then that third number, that's the number. I just, I, sorry, I think I just cut out for a second there. You know what? I'm just going to do it. Do it. All I heard was the third number. First number is 30. Second number is 83. The third number is six. Six on the Red Sox lottery is Dwight Evans. <laughs> Dwight Evans has hit for the Red Sox lottery number six. Um, okay. Dwight fucking Evans. Uh, so I, you can fact check me on this. I'm pretty sure Dwight Evans led the 80s in extra base hits and somehow is not a Hall of Famer. Dwight Evans played 20 major league seasons, 19 of them with the Boston Red Sox. How the fuck How the fuck did the Red Sox let Dwight Evans play 19 years with the Red Sox? And then that last year, he was like, all right, one more. And they were like, do it somewhere else, pal. And he went and he had a 393 OBP. Are you fucking kidding me? At 39 years old? At 39, he hit 270 with a 393 on base percentage. 
not a ton of power, hit six homers, but whatever. Fucking got on base at almost 400 clip, uh, which was better than his career mark. He he hit 270. His career batting average was 272. He got on base 393. His career on base percentage was 370. Uh, the slug was down. Like that's it. Whatever. It's like yeah, dude. I'm fucking 39. Like what do you what do you want from me? But Dwight Evans. A lot of people have said about Dwight Evans. He should have his number retired, number 24. Not Manny Ramirez. Not David Price, who ended up switching his number anyway. Not Takashi Saito. Um, but it should be Dwight Evans. He was a how many time All Star? Three. I think an eight Three time, time Glove Award winner too. Smooth operator. Every time he comes back to Fenway, and it's uh, Dwight Evans night at Fenway Park, they always play Smooth Operator. And then they're like, "Oh, it's fucking Dwight Evans. Here he is. He's got the the stash going." And a lot of Red Sox fans who grew up in the the Dwight Evans era will tell you, best right fielder that they've ever seen defensively. And obviously he could get it done with the stick as well. He's 71. Holy fuck. He looks great for 71. He's I remember 72 in this November. He was one of my dad's like favorite, favorite players. And I, I remember for some reason, I always thought he was George Clooney. Like when I would go through my okay. baseball cards, mm-hmm. it, it bothered my dad so much. But he always gave me George Clooney vibes. I mean, I could see George Clooney there if he had a stash. Led the, led the league in OPS twice. Led the league in total bases once. Led the league in on-base percentage once. Uh, led the league in walks three times. Uh, the fact that in 1981, 22 home runs. What am I missing here? Was that like a fucking shortened season? That I'm, not, I, I'm is slipping my memory. What year? 1981. 22 home runs led the league. What the fuck? Um, consistently. Just out there playing games. Played in 2,606 games uh, for his 20-year big league career. It's quite disrespectful. You don't remember the impact of the 1981 Major League Baseball strike. It was their first stoppage since 1972. Oh, my God. Well, 22 home runs in 108 games. That led the league. That was our boy, Dwight Evans. The strike was called in response to the owners wanting to win back the prerogatives over the players. Hmm. Dewey. Dewey Evans. How many gold gloves? I didn't even, what, eight? Eight gold I think gloves. Eight. Yeah. Eight gold gloves. That's yeah, like I mean, a- I figured we would get we would get Dwight Evans some love for the segment. But I mean, you guys did not see Dwight Evans play. I certainly don't remember Dwight Evans playing. He finished in 1991. I was born in 1989. He was 37 by that point. I have a little Dwight Evans uh, stat here to relate to something going on with the Red Sox right now. Most games in a season with three plus doubles, Red Sox history. Mm -hmm. Only two players have ever done it three times. It's Jaron Duran. Do you want to guess the other one? There's no way you're going to get it. Brock Holt. Mike Lowell. Mike Lowell. Players that did that twice, Babe Ruth, Dwight Evans, Wade Boggs, Victor Martinez, and Rafi. It's mm. a crew right there. That's a pretty lethal bat crew. I want to see all-time games played for the Red Sox franchise. Uh, he's got to be, he's got to be what, top five games played? 
Let's see. It's like Ted Williams, Kar Yastrzemski. Yastrzemski probably is number one. He is. Oh, fuck. He's number two. Number Carl two. Carl Yastrzemski, Dwight Evans, Ted Williams, Jim Rice, David Ortiz. That's awesome. That like that being your top five, like th- those guys should be your top five. I'm looking right here, talking about that uh, Hall of Fame mm. kind of consideration. Only eight eligible players in MLB history finished top five in both runs and RBI for a decade, yet are not in the Hall of Fame. Cal McVeigh from the 1870s, Harry Stovey from the 1880s, Bob Elliott from the 1940s, Dwight Evans in the 1980s, and the only other one from the 1980s was Dale Murphy. Then you got Bonds, Palmero, and Rodriguez for the 90s and 2000s. Yeah, we know why they're not in. They should be in. I agree. Um, his career war was 67.2, which should that's Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah, his career high, he had a 6.7 uh, win season, 6.4. 5.4. Yeah. Steady Eddie. 5.1. And you can see how, you know, back then that viewing of stats and everything, he didn't even get the minimum 5% in his third year eligibility. That's fucking nuts. He got 5.9% in 97, 10.4% in 98, and then 3.6% in 99. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, the Red Sox lottery. Presented by DirecTV, home to the most local MLB games. Big thank you to DirecTV for sponsoring the Red Sox Lottery. Shout out to DirecTV. You want to watch some baseball? No. No, no, no. Sorry. Shout out to DirecTV for that. Um, But yeah. Dwight Evans, second most games played in Red Sox history. Damn, I, I don't think I would have guessed that. I, I, I didn't guess that. I went Yastrzemski Williams, but it is Yastrzemski Evans Williams. Damn. I want to know the I want to know the story behind that. How the fuck did this guy play 20 years in one season for where did he go? Baltimore. Baltimore. How did they let that happen? So apparently, uh, he was supposed to play another season. He was supposed to play in 1992, mm-hmm. and he had a medical issue that ended up causing his release by the Orioles. Even still, how did he play that one season? How did he, like, why did 1991 not happen with the Red Sox? I don't get it. They were just like, oh, we're moving on. I don't know. Seems weird to me. Don't like it. Don't love it. Um. Anyways, before we uh, look ahead real quick, Summer's in full swing. You need a pair of great shades that you don't have to baby. Knock Around Sunglasses is the go-to for quality polarized shades that won't break the bank. Plus, they just released the first nine teams of their official MLB collection, including the Red Sox and the Yankees. They also have the Dodgers, Mariners, Cardinals, Cubs, Giants, Padres, Astros, you name it, as well as official U.S. women's soccer team sunglasses. So you can add a little extra something to your game day outfit in time for this summer's big matches. Don't be the person that's squinting into the sun or worried about getting sand on their overpriced sunglasses, check out knockaround.com for great-looking polarized shades starting at just $28. It's a steal. It's a steal. All right, let me go get Dallas. 
He's still in your house? Oh, my God. So stupid. You're the dumbest person alive. <laughs> Jake, Jake's just, just hanging out in the darkness just to be like, you're an idiot. <laughs> Uh, Tyler, Tyler. Do you want? Are we gonna just keep that in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. We're now joined by Dallas Braden, the voice of the Oakland Athletics, who is in the room next to me because we don't have the studio set up at my house still it is july 6th and we still don't have a functioning studio here when the intended date was opening day uh dallas Braden, also on the baseball is dead podcast that's a national baseball show that you do dallas uh correct it is a national baseball podcast uh jake and i do together we've got a couple (laughs) other partners as well we have a great time um before i go any further i do uh, jake i can see I'm not sure, frankly, whether it's day or night where you're at. I'm not sure if you know whether it's day or night where you're at. You know you and I connect on the weather over on BID. What's the weather looking like right now in, um, I don't know, Hungary? What's the weather looking like in Hungary, Jake? I don't have the weather in Hungary, but I know in Bulgaria, it's it's nice and bright and sunny over there. <laughs> Bulgaria, that you know, <laughs> Bulgaria, that's where I was thinking. I wasn't quite sure where the wife was going to pick for our winter vacation. Bulgaria was it. Okay, that's good to know. Good to know. Yeah, so you guys do a baseball podcast together. How's that been going? It's been going great. It's been going fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh the, the the back and forth the banter has been beautiful. Uh, I've been able to learn a lot. I'll, I'll be honest, uh, mm-hmm. learn a lot about the audio and the technical side of things, as well as the baseball side of things. There's nobody that commits more to a team that I've met in my life than Jake and the Sox. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I feel fortunate enough not only to be here on his podcast now talking about the Red Sox, but the podcast yeah. that I do, like I said, outside of this, the national podcast that him and I do together. It's it's a it's a fucking blast. That's awesome. So if you're listening to this, check out Dallas Braden's podcast with Jake. Uh, it's called Baseball is Dead. It uh, covers the game from a national perspective. Uh, Jake's got the East Coast lockdown. Dallas got that West Coast lockdown. Uh, so check that out. It's on Spotify, iTunes. Spotify, iTunes. It's really everywhere that you could possibly think about getting a podcast. That's where it's featured. It's just kind of what Jake and I have been able to do. So uh, <laughs> I appreciate the support. Appreciate all of the help it's it's been a uh it's you know it's been a from scratch type of thing so yeah that's awesome that's awesome congrats to you guys on all the success uh you you were on this podcast in 2017 correct uh it's 16 or 17 yeah it was it was a while ago yeah i mean man it's almost crazy to think we're over half a day yeah it's been a hot minute but yeah 2017 yeah i think uh, i was in the basement of the uh bill ricka house that i lived in with four of my yeah. friends yeah you like were, were yeah you were definitely still playing legion ball from what i remember <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah 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 uh that people so uh dallas and i used to do a podcast together back in the day it's called starting nine uh he's since moved on to greener pastures and you know i'm happy for him you know, it's something I'm wearing the green for Dallas. You know, I support him and everything that he does. DraftKings uh, but- has been amazing, too. I got to tell you, like, the, the, the love from DraftKings has been unparalleled, Jared. I I've can't seen t- it. 
I've seen it's, it from afar. I've been watching. No. Listen, just because just because we don't do Star Ignited together anymore doesn't mean that I don't still follow your career. Uh, same here. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm bumped for you. Uh, <laughs> but Dallas came on Section 10 back in the day in 2017. And uh, we, we did an interview. And that was basically uh, not an audition, but like a see if we got something going here. And that's how Starting Nine was born, was that Section 10 interview. And I remember I went back to uh, uh, the the guy that works at Barstool and I was like, hey, this is this is the guy like this is. And then next thing you know, we're doing starting nine together for X amount of years. Um, you know, unfortunately, all good things have to come to an end, but it's still awesome to see that you're doing the uh, the national podcast thing. Yeah, it's great. It's been it's been nice. And obviously, the opportunity that I've had with the Oakland A's has really helped, you know, bring bring attention, I think, to some of the games other players that A's fans don't really get to see or maybe hear about until they come through. And now A's fans have the opportunity and have had the opportunity to listen to Jake and I break down the game right. in a multitude of ways. And I mean, uh, we've got our guy Jay Hay, who's dropping nugs left and right. Mm-hmm. Uh, our man Joey on the mic, mm-hmm. who yep. uh, diehard Braves fan. I, I mean, I'm great. sure you heard him. Uh, he's got an incredible YouTube channel. Check it out. Baseball doesn't exist. Yeah. It's phenomenal. So the fact that Jake's kind of been able to bring us all together under one roof and yeah. continue to have the fun we've had. It's been, it's been nothing short of amazing. I feel just straight up hashtag blessed. Yeah. You you just came from the airport, right? Uh, just came from the airport. Yeah. We yeah. just landed uh, yeah, a little while ago. I had to get, you know, shit shower, shave and, and get on the road. Cause it's, it's like f- roughly 47 minutes out to this place where there's little paved roads out here. I'm surprised you got mm. Wi-Fi out here to be honest. I don't usually. Yes. It's, Give it's it 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so you're flying. You've got other guys flying. It's There's a lot of flying happening, right? whole lot of flying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I fly my guy down here to do me sometimes. That's good. That's good, <laughs> Dallas. Um, much respect to you. Uh, well, the reason why you're here today is because the Oakland A's are in town this weekend, right? That's right. The swinging A's are in town coming off a series of Vic against the Motown against yeah, Mo, yeah Motor City Kitties Motown Kitties Motor City Kitties yep the Detroit Tigers A's take two out of three I, I don't think I've ever asked you this question before do you have a favorite player on the A's right now uh, I've got a, I've got a few favorite players on the A's if you can uh, name one <laughs> I mean I can I, I can name a lot of them um, one of my favorite players just because of I, I think my love for a certain aspect of the game of baseball that has not been on display for a long time, which is the running game. The fact that we've got Estuary Ruiz, yeah. who leads civilization in stolen bases, and also has just broken the Oakland A's season rookie record for stolen bases. And yeah. we're not at the all-star break just yet. Uh, that's pretty impressive in its own right. So watching that unfold has been really Really cool. Uh, also, we got a first baseman by the name of Ryan Nota. You told me to give you one. I'll give you two. Yeah. Uh, just just his his play discipline for a Rule 5 rookie has been incredible to watch. Incredible yeah. to watch. One of the things, uh, if I'm being honest, and he knows it too, that's keeping him in the lineup and keeping him around. Um, so just just watching him continue to build on that has been has been a lot of fun as well. And JP Sears, that kid's throwing the absolute piss out of the ball. Oh yeah, we're going to talk about JP Sears. Is there anything you like to do with him in particular? I like to yeah. yank on him. Okay. I mean, that's Whoa. yeah. 
but yeah i i didn't know if you guys like went to like dinners or whatever um but that's cool too yeah we're you know we're we're we're, we're definitely friendly yeah yeah and i can see that and there is there any reason why you couldn't narrow it down to just one guy i'm attracted to a lot of different guys oh okay all right so i didn't know if there was just like one player that you liked but if it's if it's a bunch of guys on the team then it's a bunch of guys on the team you're very close with the players um so that's cool that's cool let's uh let's get into the stop and chop look ahead brought to you by stop and chop head on down to stop and chop use the promo code section 10 you will get 10 cents off each tangerine when you buy at least five pounds of tangerines only at stop and chop using the promo code what Using the promo code <laughs> section ten, it is a. It's a. They got my man slinging tangerines. <laughs> head on down to Stop and Shop. Use the promo code section ten, and you'll get ten cents off each tangerine when you buy at least five pounds of tangerines. At, only on Stop and Shop. You sound insecure now. Don't sound insecure. When I don't you're sound insecure. It. I'm more. You do sound insecure. Dallas laughing. made you insecure. No, I'm not insecure. I'm just. I don't know why he's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Deepen the voice a little bit, please. <laughs> what a look this is for us. I, listen, I, I'm I'm letting him get it out of his system. This man is this man is under the influence right now. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> those are allegations right there. I've seen it, and I'm in the next room. That's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, Red Sox A's coming in hot this weekend. Uh, <laughs> if you stuck around to watch Alex Cora's press co- uh, post-game press conference, uh, he was asked if there's a starter tomorrow. Nope. What about Sunday? Nope. So <laughs> there's only one starter named for the Boston Red Sox in this series. That's James Paxson. He's going on Saturday. So it is TBD. Versus Luis Medina on Friday, uh, James Paxton versus Paul Blackburn on Saturday, and uh, presumably yet another opener on Sunday versus J.P. Sears. Okay, we are going to get a lot of Nick Pavetta on Sunday, though. We do know yes. that, so we're yep. going to get four or five innings after the opener. He did say that. He did say that. Uh, the Red Sox are twenty-two and twenty-two at home this year with a plus twelve run differential. The Oakland A's, Dallas, are twenty-five and sixty-three. Holy shit! That's uh, it's fine. It's fine. That's, that's fine. Mm-hmm. No, I said it's not the greatest, and that's fine. That it's not the greatest. Oh, it's definitely not the greatest. No, no. I, I think we know. You know, we've seen great teams before, but I don't know that we've ever seen something. Well, as sometimes bad. you got to between the lines to find the victories. You know, and that's what that's what the good ones do. That's what the good ones allow to motivate them. Jared are those sure. small victories that nobody else can see. Sometimes they just don't show up in the wins and losses. That's all. Sure, hundred percent. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to read some of the notes that I have here on Luis Medina. And then after I do that, feel free to to chime in on some of your Oakland A's perspective. Uh, Luis Medina, two and seven with a six thirty seven ERA, a one sixty four whip. Uh, he was a part of the package that the A's got for Frankie Montas. Uh, he has a live arm, but erratic at best. He's got a five point two walks per nine, 31 walks in 53 and two thirds innings. He has six appearances this year with three plus walks, including one with five and another one with seven. I remember that one. 
his last two starts were games with seven and five walks. Pretty bad. He's also allowed 11 home runs already in just 11 appearances and eight starts. He's allowed two home runs in a game three times and three home runs in a game once. Uh, his fastball averages 96 miles per hour, but it sucks. Opponents hit 281 with a 562 slugging percentage against it. Uh, he's allowed 19 extra base hits and 15 singles. His slider, Dallas, Somehow worse than his fastball. 316 batting average with a 605 slugging percentage. Uh, he throws those two pitches 71% of the time because I don't know why you would do that, but he does. The A's somehow have won two baseball games in the 11 times that he's taken the mound. He has never faced the Red Sox. What do you got on uh, Medina? Uh, the scouting report said that there was going to be a little bit of a command issue that has kind of reared its head mm-hmm. as you have outlined. Yeah. <laughs> but- does have a decent fastball in terms of velocity. I think there's probably some room to grow in that department, maybe on the extension side of things. But I believe that he has flashed what we could potentially project to be top of the rotation type of stuff when you consider everybody early on probably experiences more so of a lack of command because of nerves slash first time through slash trying to be comfortable at the big league level, the demands or the worries of getting called down or excuse me, getting sent down. And there's a lot that can go into a young player's mind, especially in a situation like Medina's in right now. So everything that you just outlined is every reason why the season is not going well for him. I could have stopped you at whip. Over one and a half. I could have stopped Mm -hmm. you there. You wouldn't have had to say anything else. And that's what's crazy is the first outing that he had, all we heard about was the potential lack of command. And all we saw was him coming in, spinning breaking ball after breaking ball for strikes, blowing a fastball by guys. And then from there, things just, I don't want to say slowly unraveled, but they didn't get much better on a consistent basis. They kind of tapered off. Sounds like he's been getting his ass whipped. Am I right? (laughs) Things could definitely have gone better for Luis Medina at times, Mm -hmm. no doubt. And a lot of that has been self-inflicted because when you got guys on base and then you're forced to try to make pitches that haven't been strikes all afternoon or all evening, whatever it may be, you're forced to go back to what, Jared? And I've talked to you about this for almost a decade, my friend. Yeah. talked about since the beginning of time if you can't throw number two number three number four whatever plus for strikes they eliminate all of those and they look for number one and that's where the numbers against the number one the fastball start to bear out is i think you can correlate a lack of or you could correlate traffic on the bases with probably a lack of success with fastball command and a high average against on the fastball because that's what guys start to bang. That's just a long worded way to say this guy sucks. Uh, on Saturday, <laughs> on Saturday, James Paxton four and one with a two seventy ERA, zero ninety six WHIP, eleven strikeouts per nine. Uh, his six point three hits per nine are the best. That's the best mark of his career. He's only allowed more than three earned runs once. In a start this season, that was his third start of the year back in May 24th, uh, has at least seven strikeouts in a game and six of nine. He's pitched into the seventh and all but one start in June, the one that he got hurt uh, with the knee. Eighth percentile in whiff rate, 90th percentile in strikeout percentage. Uh, his cutter has been 
awesome 119 batting average against and a 214 slugging percentage. He does get barreled up a little bit with his 9.9% uh, being career high in a full season. Uh, the Red Sox somehow four and five when he starts and only went two and three in his pitcher of the month, month of June. Uh, A's hitters, uh, Aledmiz Diaz, four for eight with two doubles and a homer. So the uh, <laughs> look for Aledmiz Diaz to get in there. Tony Kemp, shout out to Vandy, three for five, two doubles uh, and a single. Then Tony Kemp coming off a great month of June, by the way. Shout out to Tony Kemp. We like Tony Kemp here. Paul Blackburn, one and one with a 450 ERA, a 147 whip, and a 10 strikeouts per nine. That's where he gets the nickname Pauly Punchouts. That's that literally Pauly only Dallas calls him that. Pauly but. Tickets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's been solid this year. 340 FIP, only three home runs allowed in 36 innings. Uh, he's only made seven starts this year. He has allowed a shit ton of hits, though, Dallas. 10.3 per nine, and his walks yeah. are very meh. Three per nine. Uh, so that's why his ERA and his FIP kind of clash with each other. He got his shit pushed in his last time out against the White Sox. Five innings, six hits, five earned, four walks, five strikeouts. Uh, baseball savant loves his shit. 76 percentile in exit velocity, 88th in heart hit rate, 83rd in barrel, uh, 89th in chase rate. Gets a lot of chases and he limits hard contact. Um, the righty. Does not throw very hard. Topping out at 91.7 miles per hour. Um, his fastballs, he's got a he's, he throws three fastballs. They all suck. Sinker, 324 nope. batting average against. Four seam, 409 batting average against. And his cutter, 321 batting average against. Uh, the A's are three and four when he starts. What do you have on Pauly punch outs? Uh, well, all the numbers that you talked about prior to highlighting the averages tell you that he does what? He stays off the barrel. So as long as he's staying off the barrel, more than okay with that. More than okay with that. I got no problem with that. Mm. So that's what you're going to get from Paul Blackburn on top of getting to a point where when he needs to make pitches and he needs to get that swing and miss, you highlighted the chase percentage. He's getting the swing and miss outside of the zone as well. Curveball's nasty for Polly. Curveball's nasty. So when he's got that guy rolling in there for strikes, he's able to expand top and bottom. And sometimes you see the number against the fastball, the four-seamer, north of 400, because Mm -hmm. that's a pitch for him that's it's high risk, but it's also high reward. Meaning, if he's not able to get it right in that perfect, happy medium of higher than high, well, from there, if he misses low, that ball could be off the wall. That ball could be over the wall. He's done a good job of keeping the ball on this side of the wall, but those pitches sometimes don't have to find barrels because he doesn't throw as hard where that baseball is now a buzzsaw as opposed to something that these hitters can fight off. A little duck snort here and there, it's going to find a hole. So that's why the averages look the way they do. But you, again, have to remember, there's weak, soft contact consistently uh, off the baseball with Paul Blackburn. So I'll take that any day of the week. Because what that does is amplify defense. It creates game flow, and that gets everybody into it. And when everybody's into the ball game and pitching or playing defense behind a guy who is pitching with rhythm, now they're ready to go up there. They're, it translates offensively as well. So you like your odds with Polly Punch out on the mound. Okay, not against James Paxton. Uh, and then in the finale, this is going to be the Nick Pavetta game. He's going to be the uh, the long man out of the pen. He's been great out of the bullpen. Uh, but J.P. Sears going for the green and gold, 
the swing and A's. He's one and six with a 409 ERA, a 104 whip at 8.5 strikeouts per nine. He was also part of the package that the A's got for Frankie Montas. Uh, pitched for the Yankees last year. I, I don't remember that at all. I'll be hand up. Don't remember JP Sears on the Yankees whatsoever. He's allowed 19 home runs and 94 and two thirds innings this year. That's not su- stupendous. Uh, he's only walked 20 batters. Uh, coming off his best start of the year, Dallas. Seven and a third, five hits, zero earned runs, zero walks, four strikeouts, somehow got a no decision. Uh, was that against the White Sox too? Yeah. Okay. Jesus Christ. Uh, he's had a good run since June started. Six starts, 360 ERA, uh, 446 FIP, a 652 OPS. Uh, he's a lefty that sits 93, throws the four seam and the sweeper 79% of the time and has allowed 17 home runs off of those pitches. Uh, the A's are 5-12 and 12 when he pitches, but they did win his last outing, and he has never faced the Red Sox. Dallas, what do you got on J.P. Sears? J.P. Sears, as you said, coming off seven and a third strong. I believe that's a career high for the Southpaw. And this was coming off of, or it's at least a season high, I know that. Uh, it was coming off of a season low four innings with a uh, three walk performance, I believe. That was not ideal, not his best. But what J.P. Sears has done consistently is I watch him and I can feel him figuring out how to take each section of a lineup and approach it differently and approach it in a way where he's already kind of got an idea of what's working. And from there, he's going to set the next group of hitters up really in essence, by the way he's going to finish the hitters before them. And I think the numbers kind of show him trusting certain pitches in his arsenal a little more to do some of the heavier lifting later in the game. And that is what has bought him longevity through his outings. And I have thoroughly enjoyed watching this dude start to figure it out. Cause it's always fun when you watch guys start to unlock shit and then realize how, how much it's working for them. And then they get really good at executing these things and then they just start to take off. And I, I said it before the game started during his last outing. I said, J.P. Sears has done a phenomenal job of going back to the drawing board from each outing, good, bad, indifferent. And you can look at the things that he's not done as well as he would have liked. And then the next outing, it's almost like he just was like, well, I'm going to do all of those things much better. And so he went from having the shortest outing with the second most walks on the season to having the longest outing with no walks and just another great display of carving his way through a lineup. Mm. Okay. Uh, outside of the pitching matchups, uh, we're going to do some predictions here, Dallas for the seat for the series, but what can Red Sox fans expect to see when this version of the green and gold rolls into Fenway Park. Next six of nine games are against the Oakland A's. Yeah, that's crazy to think about. Um, Well, the offense for me has shown flashes of what you would like to see these guys be able to do consistently. But I I think we understand that there's growing pains 
when we're talking about some guys who haven't been everyday players playing in everyday roles and learning how to respond to the physical demands of that, learning how to respond to being, you know, more of a centerpiece in a lineup and then being attacked as such, as opposed to not really having to do much of the heavy lifting. That's a challenge. That is a real challenge to go from somebody who's not carrying the expectations to now you have expectations attached to you. You also maybe have some leadership expectations attached to you. There's a lot of growth in there for a player to, to blossom into that type of, of ball player at this level. So watching all of that unfold, what you see offensively at the top of the lineup, whether it's Kemp or Ruiz, uh, I, I'll start with Ruiz. As I mentioned, the speed, you can watch it impact the game. Really, if he gets on base, he's going to second base. You can step off and let him go if you'd like. You can give up the stolen base if you'd like, but he's going to second base. And then from there, you watch the speed really start to affect the game should he get on base multiple times because those pitchers go, they leave shit over the middle. The game starts to move along. Uh, I talked about Ryan Noda and his discipline. Brent Rooker will be the A's all-star. Got off to mm-hmm. an incredibly hot start at the beginning of the season. I said it. You can go look at the numbers. From the day he went on to MLB Network, after the fact, uh, things weren't going as well as they were at the beginning of the season for him. But Manny Pena has just come off the uh, injured list for, for us. We've got left-handers galore through the lineup. Jace Peterson plays a great third base. So we've got guys all over the place that can get the job done. It's about getting it done together. And they're young. And it's a mix of the demand of the veteran player trying to become an everyday player. So that's what you can overall expect. I would like to tell you it's going to be a high-quality brand of baseball. But at this point, you need a lot of things to go right for that to happen because of the learning curve. Okay. Uh, I was going to ask, what are they learning? But, uh, yeah. Okay. Don't be mean. I'm not being mean. I I think I've I've been super nice this time. time. They're learning learning the nuance of the game, Jared. Something you could learn about i love nuance you know you think you got you think because you got tattoos you know baseball huh? <laughs> that was my favorite tweet that guy was so mad and i went in my dms and this dude apologized in my dms in 2020 he was like hey man i just i, I just tweeted something really mean about you and i just want to apologize like that was that was not right and then i just searched my name like on his twitter and he has just like for years just been tweeting nonsense slander. about me. Yeah, just absolute <laughs> slander. And it's it's whenever I go on Sports Hub, like he he hears my voice on 98.5 and just fucking melts down on Twitter. Just cannot <laughs> figure it out. That's He's exactly like, that deal? audience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, that's that's why I'm on threads, man. It's all positivity on threads. We just got Dallas on there today. That's it. <laughs> Dallas, Dallas is locked <laughs> in with threads. <laughs> Been threatened, dog. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I've been threatened. I can't wait. Yeah, thread it up. Is there going to be a like? Is there a is there a Reddit thread it? Oh, what a Reddit thread it. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, Dallas Dallas downloaded it like three hours ago. Already passed Tyler Milliken in followers. Unfortunately. Well, why why do you have to say that? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, it, I'm it. Be happy for Dallas. That's that's positive. That's that's hey, good growth. Tyler, we learned to celebrate the victories here as a team all right that's something jake mm-hmm. and i have done for a long time you could probably learn to do that too my friend having just met you i love the personality i love what you're doing on the face right like every varsity game like mine needs a jv game to set it up i appreciate that yeah and 
there's a reason why teams succeed. It's because you celebrate these small victories together. So just fucking let me live, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Listen, Dallas, I consider us teammates already because there was a time on the A's broadcast where they posted one of my tweets one time ever. So we're kind of doing the same thing if you think about it. Hey, and all I'm going to say is I know a, I know a guy who probably knows a guy who probably got that tweet on the TV screen. Mm. You're welcome. I mean, because wow. it had to because it had to do with, uh, you know, some peculiar behavior around the rubber. Exactly. So we're all one. Thank you. Those, those are things I keep an eye on. Oh, wait. So you, Dallas, you actually know what Tyler's talking about. Yeah, absolutely. I, I took the picture. I took his tweet and sent it to our guys. And said, oh. put this. We're already boys. 100%. percent. I'm going to go that far. He's not sitting on your couch drinking your beer, eating your Kit Kats. Dallas, I can drop the pin right now if you want to come through. <laughs> if you got more moons, that might have to be the move. We'll throw them back. I drank them out of moons. Moons yeah. gone. All the moons are gone? Yeah, all the moons are gone. Now I'm moving on to Johnny Gomes' Coors Lights. Yeah, those are Johnny Gomes' Coors Lights. Yeah. Gov, <laughs> appreciate you. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, he came over, what is it, like a month and a half ago. He was like, hey, man, you, that, that fridge better be stocked by the time I get there. Got him like a 24 pack. He had two beers and yeah. pissed his, his self and <laughs> got a ride home. Moons are gone, but the mountains are blue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Prediction time for this A's Red Sox series at Fenway Park. Um, Jake, are you going to do this in front of Dallas? <laughs> I thought, thought uh, you're gonna do this in front of Dallas right now, Jake. I can still hear you, Jake. <laughs> yeah, no, I hate to do this to my national baseball podcast co-host, but uh, yeah. this team absolutely stinks. I got the Red Sox in a sweep. Wow. In a sweep, okay. Wow. All right, Jake. You know, right. Jake plays these kind of things close to the vest. You know, I've learned if there's one thing I've learned is that Jake, he's he's never. He's never just blindly optimistic about one team, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's, he's more than willing to spread that optimism and that love around. He's very honest and and forthcoming with his takes. And mm -hmm. this is why this one's a bit of a shocker, a bit mm -hmm. of a surprise, considering the A's are coming off of, like I said, another road series victory. That's mm -hmm. so I hey, I get it though. The Red Sox, from what I understand, just put up a decent amount of runs against one of the most prolific offenses in baseball. Mm -hmm. um, so with, with that Their being said. Their bullpen sucks, though. What's that? The Rangers' bullpen sucks. It's, it's not great, you know? Yeah. Could be better, but that's probably mm -hmm. something they'll probably address considering where the, where the Texas Rangers are at right now in that division. Yeah. Well, they, they tried to address it by bringing in <laughs> the, the biggest playoff choker of our generation in a role as Chapman. <laughs> and he's gonna get, you know, he's gonna get one inning stints from here on out. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they'll, sure they'll give him a nice soft landing spot all the way down if they can. Mm. Um, Tyler, what is your prediction for this series? I don't have the balls to pick a sweep. I'm gonna put that out there first because when the Red Sox okay. play poverty teams this year, the White Sox, uh, you go back with the Rockies, the Cardinals, they've choked it, right? I'm sorry, Dallas. I'm not trying to be mean here. I'm just trying to be honest. It's a it's a poverty franchise. That's it fair. is a poverty franchise. And when yeah. the Red Sox face poverty franchises this year, they don't show up, especially after they take five out of their last six. 
I'll mm. take two out of three of the series. We're sweating way too much. I think they dropped the first bullpen game, and then we're sweating the last two games way more than we should. Dallas, what's your prediction for the series? Well, you've got multiple bullpen games, right? Isn't that the case? That's the case. So it feels like you're almost handing me two out of three. No, we're, hand, we're handing you the first one. We're making it fair. Yeah. No, but we, we, know, that, we know that Paul Blackburn is pitching. You, who, who's pitching? Polly who? Yeah. Paul, Polly Punchouts. Yeah, send your fucking tickets. That's who's pitching. All right? On top of that, J.P. Sizzle, J.P. Slice and Dice uh-huh. is also chucking. And if Medina, yeah. if Medina decides to throw baseballs, just... No, he sucks. Objectively in, sucks. In the strike zone? Yeah. Good luck. That's good not luck. happening. That's so, actually I mean, a good point. Like, because uh, Medina's going game one, and he is awful, awful, awful. So the Red Sox could probably go bullpen game, game one, give up seven runs, and probably still win that game. That's not likely. It's actually a lock. It's <laughs> not, <laughs> not likely. Yeah, that's almost. I'm gonna. I'm gonna guarantee a victory in game one of the series. Yeah, you know what would be interesting is if you could put your money where your mouth is and maybe San Diego parlay that. That'd be. Well, I mean, you believe that? Yeah. Stand by it. Maybe that I gets boosted. Maybe that gets boosted. Yeah, maybe I think it will because on Fridays I do my same game parlay. So I'll. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't put it more on a tee for you, could I? But it's going to be heartbreaking when everybody that fades you is celebrating with me. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm going to take the over. Was taxed today a little bit. You are asking over a lot, on a, eleven and a half runs for the Red Sox. Outs recorded for Medina. Uh, under on nine and a half. <laughs> oh, oh, buddy, you are handing me the bag. Yeah, well, we'll see. I'm going to workshop it. I'm going to workshop it. I'm no, going to look no, at the no, numbers. No, I'm going to look at the data. You threw it out there. No, I'm going to workshop there. it. Let me workshop yeah. it. No, hand me the bag. Tyler, you heard it. Jake, you heard it. Hand me the bag. I will pick it Let's up at Jared's it. house and drop it right off to you. I'm going to I'm going to tweet it out. I'm going to put it on threads. I'm going to that pick's going to be everywhere. It's going to be on Instagram. Big meta guy these days. It's, Big meta guy, huge meta energy. Yeah, love the meta. Uh, my prediction for this series: <sighs> Game one's a win. Game two, probably a win. Uh, and then Pavetta, Pavetta oh, on site. That I don't know. I feel like it feels like a sweep, Jake. It feels like a sweep to me. <laughs> not a sweep. It's not a sweep. Not a sweep. Not even close to a sweep. You eating Kit Kats right now? I mean, you're Kit Kat right now. <laughs> Jared, you're telling me Sox are winning eight out of nine going into the All Star break. That's, That's what, what it you're feels like to me. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah, because um, I didn't have <laughs> I. I had them. I predict. Didn't I predict the Red Sox getting swept by the Rangers? That was my prediction for that series. Yes. Yeah, I had them getting swept. They took two out of three, and yeah, I feel like the A's so actually aligned. You got them sweeping the series. That means we take two out of three. You just fucking blew it. You just blew it. You just no, drew the. No, 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 no. Socks no, no. don't show up against poverty this year. They don't need to show up. They can play this series blindfolded. Speaking of poverty, I'm sorry. I've seen some of the children walking around these streets you live on out here. You know, wow. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's Saugus or Linwood or 
or West Virginia, this Mountain Dew mouth out here too. What's going on? These kids haven't eaten in a while, Jerry. Oh, so Dallas, Dallas, you're making that joke. So this motherfucker, right? He lands at the airport. And he's like, I'm hungry. Dallas wants eaty food. He he very hungry, belly hurt. And I was like, All right, uh, where where do you want to eat? He's like, well, what's around you? And I was like, uh, there's Linfield House of Pizza and there's the 99. Oh, like, don't what's fucking the, tell what? me. He's like, What's the 99? I don't know what the 99 is. I don't know what the 99 is, but you know the fucking ad campaign where if the Red Sox win. Kids eat for free, but you don't know what the 99 is? That's the same fucking restaurant, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> what do you say to him? You guys went to the 99 and you didn't tell me? Well, first of all, uh, I had already eaten and hey. I, I, but by the way, Dallas she- never thanked me. I bought him dinner at the 99 tonight. He's over there fucking mowing down on a cheeseburger no. with his fucking strawberry, whatever, lemonade. And he's eating the popcorn. It's still in his beard. I fed you. I clothed you. I, I put a roof over your head. I've entertained you. This is the thanks that I get. No, I, I said thank you when we were entering the vehicle and you completely ignored me. That's this. I, I thought it was one of those Bravo machismo. Like, oh, I can't. Dallas, I can't Dallas is the king of gaslighting. Before we get off this podcast, you're going to owe him a jersey that you never agreed to buy him, Tyler. <laughs> I cannot afford that. That will bankrupt me. Exactly. You think I can afford it? No. Well, clearly, you're cheaping out. You didn't invite me to the 99 when you know that's my favorite restaurant. I would love You're to have invited you, but and I got him to take me to 99 and not say anything to you. You see how that happens? Yes, you it's fucked him, up. Guy. Yeah, don't trust him. You know I'll, I don't care about anything except the 99. <laughs> I Bro. wish we didn't and we we just picked it up. I would have loved to have taken you both to the 99 and and fed you. Um, but listen, that's uh that's something maybe maybe we can do that another night. I would I'd love to do that. Don't give me the pity yeah, invite. No. If you're into Chinese food, I could also take you to this place. I know I've got a, uh, I got a good friend. Um, got a friend, Andy, uh-huh. over at the. Yeah, I don't know. I don't Dallas, know I, I've never there. been there. We we can have this experience together because I definitely do not want to share it with this other guy on the call right now. Listen, Tyler, if you go to Kowloon without me, not only will I have you kicked out, I'll have you killed. I'll killed? have you killed. Fucking yes. kill me, please. I got Dallas on my side. What the fuck are you going to no, do? That's hey, you, know, you got swindled so quick. Tyler, no, I think that Dallas wants to be friends with you. No, he's we're, we're best he, buds. He, no, no. Look at he. It took him one segment to drive a wedge between us. And that that was his intention all along. That's why he's mowing down those fries right now. Not saying a word with a shit eating grin on his face. This is exactly what he wanted to have dissension in the ranks for the Red Sox people so that by the time that we go and play the A's and there's a little bit of adversity that we're at each other's throats. So congrats to you, Tyler. You gave Dallas exactly what he wanted. Tyler, all I wanted, I wanted to enjoy the last of these 99 fries, knowing how much you would love them. Because I knew this is about as close as you were going to get to him because Jared's not calling you. No. Right? He's not long for that ride. So I'm trying to do the best I can here. Again, circling back to the player that I to be, right? That's all this was. Not a ploy, nothing more. So, again, after this series, really as it starts, after game one, we can revisit how you guys are doing. But I don't don't let Jared get in between what, what you and I are building. Yeah. All right? Dallas, hit me well, up on threads. We'll exchange numbers. 
Absolutely. Dallas definitely doesn't follow you on threads. Uh, he definitely does. Guarantee you he doesn't. <laughs> follow me quickly, <laughs> Dallas, please. <laughs> He's just a piece of shit, that guy. <laughs> Don't talk about my boy like that. Wow. Unbelievable. I get no love. No love. This is crazy. Just, yeah. Jake, you believe in this? You believe in this flip-flopping ass Tyler over there? Are you f- fucking Jake of all people? Jake has never took my side over anything. He's the well, last because person. Because you're wrong a lot. What he did to me on threads? Really? He basically what did he told do me to, you on threads? He told me to kill myself. No, he didn't. I said, he tweeted out this very mean remark. Oh, I only have Jared and Steve and uh, I, I, I think he said Dallas. It was someone else. I can't remember. Jay Hay. Uh, and he was like, oh, I only have them on my timeline. This is all I need. And I was like, oh, I'll go jump off the monster. He said, good call. <laughs> Who the fuck does that to someone they care about? You guys know I'm not well. What happened to uh, Bullet? Uh, he died. Yep, yeah. just like I will. You did. Wow. All right. Thanks, Dallas. Appreciate you a lot. Um, love you, buddy. Yeah, he's, he loves you too, apparently. That's good. More than you love me. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't that my, my love for you is unconditional. I think at this point that's proven because sometimes you, you're just, you know, painfully stupid and we still love you anyway. <clears throat> You've gone to war for me, so I can't say much. Always. I'm in debt to you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, you going to go to any games this weekend? No. Uh, no, I'm not. I have a good reason. I, I have some family stuff going on. I hope that everything's okay, but listen, at the end of the day, you're never going to a game. Let's face I, it. I will be, I legit will be going to multiple games in the next two months. It is almost the all-star break and you've been to zero games. This year, usually I've already been there a couple of times, but this year mm-hmm. I, I've been slacking a little bit. A lot of it. I have a good excuse this weekend. Okay, this weekend. What about the last fucking 20 weekends? <laughs> I have a game I need to go to with Martha. Um, mm-hmm. A couple of my buddies. Oh, a- okay. See, you'll go with Martha, but you won't go with me. We have not planned anything in months. Jake, Jake, have I asked Tyler to go to games this season? Jake, don't. Like every homestand. Oh, every homestand. Fuck you. Every homestand. I'm like, hey, Tyler would really love to go to a game with you. And you're like, well, in fact, you're not Martha. So no. that's going to be a no for me, dog. Yeah. No, it's no, okay. The last that's time, hey, Jared, listen, for listen, the record, hey, for the I record. I hope you guys have a great time. I hope you guys have a great time. For the fucking record. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard anything since the first uh, home stand of the series or the season. That's just wrong. That's just wrong. That I, is I, facts. I, no, I mean, I definitely asked you more than just the first home stand. I, I just I gave up. I was like, he just doesn't want to go to a game with me. He wants hey. to go to a game, just not with me. Hey, I got chorus tickets. You want to come with me? I can't. I have something today. Fuck you! I'm never inviting you again. I don't think that's I don't think that's what I said. I think I was like, "Hey, what about this homestand?" You're like, "Fuck you, dude." I, that's not what I did. I don't, don't want to go with you. I love Martha, so I don't want to go to a game with you, Jared. Sorry. I love you too. Our love is different. No. I understand that, but at the end of the day, I've just I've just tried to take I've taken Jake to a few games. What? We have an awesome time together. Well, as as you've said, you and Jake, just by your birthday message to each other, there's a stronger bond there than what we have. 
Every love is different. <laughs> my feelings are hurt. Duh, my feelings have been hurt, you know? I've been been asking you to hang out all season long, and it's just how many times can you get rejected? All you had to do was say, hey, we're at the nines. Here's the pen. I'll see you in the parking lot. We can eat the food in the parking lot. That tastes better in the parking there, lot. There, I can't. I can't get you to go to Fenway Park. You think I'm going to get you to come to the 99 restaurant an hour away? That's an emergency. That's a, that's a I need you there kind of thing. Yeah. If it were a night where the Red Sox, where we didn't have to do a podcast after, and we could all just like chill, then I probably would have done that. But I don't have. As you just saw, I don't have podcast recording equipment set up ready to go here yet. That's true. That, that is yeah. part of it. So it has to be that, a night like a Friday or a Saturday or yeah. another day in the week. Yeah. We'll, we're going to a game this year. Okay. I don't believe you, but uh, okay. I'm going to sit there. So. I'm going to put my arm around you. We're going to okay. throw a couple blue moons back. Yeah. Milliken on the scene. Miami Milliken just letting it rip in Boston. Oh, yeah. Gel in my hair. I'm unstoppable. Okay. Uh, Jake's takes. I still can't believe the guy who orders Buffalo tenders from the 99 seven nights a week won't drink sink water because it's <laughs> unhealthy. That felt oddly personal. <laughs> Listen, I wasn't going to say anything about that, but Jake has a point. It's two totally different things. Mm-hmm. No, you don't have to defend yourself. I'm sure Thank there's you. plenty of people listening that have your back on this one. <laughs> Um, Tyler, do you have any final thoughts? I do. Just a little Sox prospects check in here. They dropped their new uh, midseason rankings. Wilkham and Gonzalez popping up at number nine now. Wow. Uh, was it 14 to start the year? You look at his last 10 starts going back to May 1st. It's a 255 ERA, a 296 FIP. He's striking out 15 batters per nine. Now the walks, mm-hmm. it's four and a half. It's a little high, but opponents are hitting 175 against him. For him to be missing bats like that, you're talking about that young wave of pitching. We've talked Hunter Dobbins, uh, Luis Perales, who's in the middle of really breaking out himself. This is another guy that's showing, hey, a lot of people put the reliever mold on me. I'm fucking striking out 15 guys and working deep into games. There's more here. So you're talking about getting excited for Red Sox pitching. That's another name to cling to. And someone who, you know, realistically could be up to double A in the next couple months or so and really pushing, you know, going, in, going into next year. Getting to AAA, and once you get to AAA, anything can happen. Um, okay. Appreciate that. Um, all right. I don't know. I don't have any final thoughts. I think we did we hit everything that we need to hit, Jake. We got every segment, every read. Yeah, we're good. Cool. All right. Let's fucking go to bed. Gotta get rested and recharged for this Red Sox A's series that we're about to embark on. Uh, thank you for listening. We always appreciate you guys. Hanging in with us. Uh, Enjoy your weekend of Red Sox A's baseball. And we'll be right back here to break it all down on Sunday when I will be in Seattle for the All-Star Game. So I'll see you on the other side of the country. Bye. Buenas noches, amigos.